Y'all ready to do this? Yeah. Are we ever ready? Nope. Good people, welcome back to episode 63 of the Somebody Said Podcast. Don't forget to introduce us. <laughs> you know what you sound like? You sound like uh, those overnight talk show hosts. Good people. <laughs> <laughs> What's that called? The R&D or something? What? Never mind. Just forget it. This is Keith Sweat. No, it's called not Sweat Hotel. Sweat Hotel. <laughs> Ladies, ladies, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Uh, anybody, Leroy Selman? That's oh, cheating. That's my only one. No, uh, Reese, huh? <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's some Miami Hurricanes that wore 63. Oh, 63, Danny Isidore, Miami Hurricanes, of course, of course. <clears throat> Unfortunately, Gene Upshaw. No, oh, okay. Uh, unfortunately, I hate him, but. Brad Marchand. Ugh. He's good and terrible. Ew. Uh, I got nothing else. All right. That was that was my one. I got nothing else either. Cool. Take us home. Bears, Roberto Garza. Sure, sure. No? All right, cool. Episode 63, Somebody Said Podcast. <clears throat> For anybody who's not aware... The man to my right is Breeze. Yeah. And the man to my left is Unc Shay. Yeah. Everything sports, which I think that we normally touch on everything sports, sprinkled in with a little, you know, foolishness yeah. here and there, a couple, you know, hater points, <laughs> maybe some LeBron talk. Why did you laugh? Because <laughs> when you said sprinkle in, I was thinking cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Shout out to Eric Clapton. All right, that's the last time. It's, it's not, not going to be the it's last not time. <laughs> it's not going to be the last time you know it. The show is sponsored by the Red Lady Rum Punch, the drink, the official drink of the Somebody Said Podcast. Guys, you have anything like coming up for the summer that you want to mix this uh, Red Lady with? Maybe some Truly or? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not the Truly. <laughs> no? No Truly? I mean, I'm going to double back on the stuff from last year. That St. Pete Sunrise was nice. Yeah. And the silver and gold. <laughs> solid. Silver and gold was also solid, yes. Yeah, I feel like we got a, like two or three of those coming up for this summer. I think it's going to be a hot summer. Isn't it always? Or will it be a cold summer? Depending on if you're Jeezy the Snowman. Or Eric Clapton. <laughs> <laughs> We are also sponsored by the Law Office of Clinton Fairs. We take the pain out of being hurt, uh, which I think I will probably be hurt a few times this summer again, just from drinking the Red Lady Rum Punch and some silver and gold and God knows what else. Mm -hmm. I'm with that. I mean, yeah, thirty year old body don't bounce back like it used to. Stop putting the age out there, man. Say that, hey man. I'm glad I'm you out of them last week. Oh, by the way, just in case anybody is not aware, I have Yo. gout. <laughs> you did kind of toss me on the bus on the gout. 
You brought it back up this week. <clears throat> so we have a full pack show today. <laughs> we, how, does, how does gout feel though? Uh, it it doesn't feel good. It feels like a very, 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 very bad sprain. So you know, some torn ligaments in there. <sighs> <laughs> All right, that truly has just been cracked. And and Unk is not happy about it. It's truly not the move. Fellas, we got some we got some March Madness to talk about today. We got a little NFL action to talk about today. Maybe we dab in a little NBA action. Uh some injuries that have happened, some trades, some huge trades in the uh in the NFL. Um Breeze, you get the little little shout out this week on some nice March Madness predictions. Yeah. Like it? Yeah. Um, and I think that we all get to do what we love to do best, and that is trash on the SEC. Uh, SEC. I thought you were gonna say Izzo. No, we're not gonna trash on Izzo. I will. Maybe Breeze. He, he waiting. It's it, it is. Before we get kicked off, something that I forgot to do the last show. Um, real quick, you know, ring the bell a couple times. I didn't get to shout out uh RIP to my man Scott Hall, one of my favorite wrestlers growing up. Razor Ramon, that was like the the like my childhood right there. Like I grew up on classic wrestling, right? And mm-hmm. Razor Ramon was one of those guys who just made wrestling cool for me. And you know, founding father of the NWO. I think almost every kid grew up you know watching wrestling, loved NWO, and Scott Hall was one of the founding members of that. So. Real quick, shout out and RIP to the man Scott Hall, aka Razor Ramon. RIP. Shout out to Razor, man. All right, all right, man. Let's get into a little bit of this madness and this mania, man. I think that I think that Marsh Madness has lived up to to the hype so far. If you don't bop to that beat, something's wrong with you. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Real deal. Is is that the is that the ultimate right there? Like, if you want to play one future song, is that the go to? Mm. Would think so. Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, he's got he's got a ton of them. I feel. I think it's also one of those things where, like, because it's named March Madness, mm-hmm. if you are a college basketball fan, you've probably heard it tied to that, if nothing else. So even if you're not a in the future his music or even in the rap, mm-hmm. like I can't think of another song that's named March Madness. All right. So. All right. Speaking of madness, tons of it. All right, we had three 11-6 upsets. We had two 12-5 upsets. We had one uh, two fifteen upset, which was <laughs> extremely surprising to me. Man. Uh, we had, in a weird way, shout out to St. Pete. The bird. Make a little run. You can't teach St. Pete. <laughs> can't you do can't it. teach it. Can't do it. You could teach a crab how to do your taxes, mm-hmm. but you can't teach St. Pete. Mm-hmm. Ain't gonna work. Ever. So I guess real quick, let's just go ahead and hop into the eleven six matchups. Which again, last week Breeze, you you pretty much called this. I don't know if you had your little magic ball, your little Schwami hat on, but 
11 6 was was a thing so start off we had uh notre dame beating bama 78 64 we had iowa state beating lsu 59 54 and we had michigan beating colorado state 75 63 go for it <laughs> yeah i mean so I, we kind of we kind of went through those matchups last week and it was teams that obviously earned their seeding based on what they did in the regular season you can't take anything away from them. you know colorado state had a good year but talent for talent michigan nine times out of ten is going to have more talent than a colorado state team and the other thing i looked at was well what conference are they playing in michigan played in what i thought to be the best conference in basketball this year. I thought the Big Ten had the best regular season in terms of like elite level teams. So yeah, they didn't win maybe as many games, but they, in my opinion, played a harder schedule. And so for me, that that meant something. And then at the end of the year, they didn't have their head coach for the last few games. So maybe they, you know, they dropped a couple of games that maybe they wouldn't because their head man wasn't there. So that's kind of what went into that matchup. When I was looking down at the um the Iowa State LSU matchup is kind of the same thing. You know, I'm looking at, well, Iowa State played in the Big 12, who had Kansas, who had Texas Tech, who had Baylor. So, yeah, they might have dropped the ex, you know, some additional games, but Baylor and Kansas were both one seeds and for good reason. So, yeah, they just played some really, really tough basketball in the in the season. And the same thing, you know, Notre Dame. A lot of people, I think, slept on the ACC this year because it wasn't a bunch of ranked teams. Who decides the ranking? Because you can't tell me that Notre Dame was deservedly to be an 11 seed when they were the second best team in the ACC regular season right. versus an Alabama team who had some ugly losses. They started out ranked, which helped them. They got some really good wins. I mentioned last week they had some really good out-of-conference wins. They beat Gonzaga. They beat somebody else out of conference. But when you looked at their whole season, they had some bad losses. I'm like, yeah, Notre Dame can beat them. So that was kind of the intriguing part of the 11-6 match. As I'm, I'm looking like pound for pound, I'm like, eh, give me some of these 11 seeds. And we're used to seeing the 5-12. So I'm, I'm already looking for, hey, where are these upsets? Can we find a, a theme, a story? You know, maybe it was, you know, I'm reaching a little bit. But I'm like, yeah, I think there's something there. I'm with you. I, I think you got to look at the fact that some of these 11 seeds, they're more battle tested than the, the other teams. You got to look at Michigan. You said they play in one of the toughest conference in the Big Ten um, in Colorado State. You can't get lost in the numbers. You got to look at the strength of schedule in the competition. And Jawan Howard, he still has a loss lost in the first round in his career, whether it's playing or coaching. So that that kind of experience goes a long way when it comes to March. Okay, stat guy. <laughs> I'm just saying that. That goes a long way. And then Notre Dame, I think the ACC is probably the best conference. Maybe I might be biased, but especially this time of year. You look at you look at the Sweet 16. There's three ACC teams. I don't want to jump the gun and get to the Sweet 16, but there's three ACC teams in the Sweet 16. So battle-tested means more than just packing the schedule and, and beating a bunch of teams just to get that number lower. You got to look at the strength of schedule, and I think – um, it's it was a tough out for these teams in the first round. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I I think that the the crazy part is, and I know we'll get into some more stats like later, but these games weren't even close by some of these standards. 
you know, I, again, if, if you're looking at Alabama, if you're looking at Colorado State, I, I guess like probably the best team out of all of them was assuming to be Bama. Yeah. Like you said, they've had some really bad games and they played bad in that Notre Dame game. LSU played bad. Um, Colorado State, you know, they were kind of up. But then just my mission just came back. And I, I think, again, like you said, the talent that they have, again, it's still Michigan. That's still a name. You expect Michigan to do what they do or expect to have them have talent is better than Colorado State. And some of these matchups I'm looking at, I'm like, going off of what you said, I'm, I'm mad at myself. I'm kicking myself for going against my Wolverines. <laughs> and again, it was it was just watching this team. I'm like, uh, even their record didn't look good. But like you said, you know, towards the end of the year, they're losing games that they shouldn't lose. You know, maybe Jawan Howard's not there for those last couple games. That made a difference. And clearly, 11-6 was... Was that thing this year? Yeah, I mean, this is the last thing I'll say on it, man. I, if you are accustomed to a team recruiting well, being talented, and they're in the bottom half of the eight, they're in that bottom eight, nine to sixteen, you should be concerned. Yeah, you absolutely be. You should be concerned because all it takes is for that talent to wake up, or for it to finally click, right. and then all of a sudden now you got a team that's going on a run, and um, that's where Michigan's at right now. Yeah, I don't think they go any further, but this is a run got, though. I they mean, got, they got the talent. Yeah, I mean, Sweet Sixteen is that's a solid year for them, considering they weren't expected to do anything. Again, they're an eleven seed. Yep, I'm with you. All right, so I guess switching over real quick, one of the most surprising games in the tournament, I guess maybe the most surprising game, has got to be uh, Kentucky and St. Peter's. KT St. Pete. <laughs> Shout out to CW. So St. Peter's ended up getting that game 85-79 against the Wildcats. And, you know, just going through the numbers in this game, it's not like Kentucky had a horrible game shooting-wise. You know, they only shot 42% compared to uh, 50% for the Peacocks. They're the Peacocks, by the way. I love that. <laughs> yeah. I hate it. But y'all let me spread my wings and fly like a peacock. <laughs> Across the board, like what what really helped the Peacocks in that game, man? They shot over fifty percent from the three point line, and you know, in, in today's game of basketball, if you can shoot the three better than the other team, it's going to make a difference. But I still, even with that, I didn't expect them to be that close to a Kentucky team who was, I think, I had them at least getting to the Elite Eight. Yeah, we all did, <laughs> right? Yeah, I, I I just didn't expect that at all. Like. Like, like, what did you guys see in that game that that stuck out to you? Well, for me, it was the their bench. Um, between the two games that they've played so far, they've outscored the teams fifty-seven to twenty, and that's a big deal. So coming into March, you got to have those extra extra guys, and I think their bench, outside of everything else, showed up. Mm-hmm. And when you outscore teams fifty-seven to twenty, it gives you a, a good chance. And I keep saying it again: it's it's playing basketball at the end of the day. And when you come in hot and you get your bench to step up, it could spell madness. I see what you did there. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's great. Mm-hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to steal a couple things. So the first thing, I'm actually going to steal something. I want to say it was Jawan Howard. He told his team, he's like, we can get to 80 points. If we can get to 80, we're good. And if you look at what St. Peter's has been able to do, they held Kentucky to 79. They held Murray State to 60. So... You know, if you if you can get to a certain number mark, 
you will more than likely be able to win games. And the other thing with the, the tournament, I think I brought this up a, a few, maybe a few weeks ago, maybe a month or so ago, having a guy. And it doesn't have to be the same guy. So like the first game, it was uh, Mr. Banks. Banks the third, went off. Second game, somebody else. So you just need somebody who steps up and just says, hey, we're not losing. Right? right, somebody who go gets those tough buckets. Somebody who, when you need a a, a gritty bucket, got to go to somebody to get one, either to hang on to a lead or to battle back. They've had guys step up and do that, and if, as long as you got guys stepping up and doing that, man, you got a shot. Yeah. And, and also, what do you guys think about coaches that that's been there before because Shaheen Holloway he's been on this stage before with Seton Hall do you think yep. that factors in Jawan Howard he's played on this level like do you think that factors into March it has to you gotta we're talking about kids now St. Peter's is one of those teams that keeps kids for three four seasons so they're a little bit older maybe when it's probably something to that too but coaching wise you're able to get them in a mindset set an expectation you know what I mean? I think some of these teams, some of these players get overwhelmed by the moment and maybe right. they start pressing. Maybe they start being somebody that they're normally not because they feel like they got to do something extra. But if you got a coach who's like, hey, look, whoa, whoa, whoa. you got to do all of that. Right. Right. A coach who they believe in, who's been there and is like, hey, this is what it's going to be like. This is what you can expect. He can get them ready for it. And then when it happens, he says, I told you that's what's going to happen. It boosts your confidence. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think in a weird way that's like how um that's kind of like how Duke and UNC has done things along you know like it's not surprising like you know Coach K brings in guys or you know Roy Williams or Dean Smith they bring in guys who have been there before right right so like in that moment it's not surprising to watch Carolina go on the run that they're going obviously you know the talent is going to be there but you have guys who say hey man I've been here before. I've been in these tournaments. I know what's going to happen. Like they're prepared for what's going on right now in this tournament. Right. And Jawan Howard has been here on some of the greatest teams that we've seen play college basketball. So the moment's not too big for him. And if you have that kind of calming voice, I think in the huddle, that team can go anywhere. Again, like you're talking about kids. Right. Right. So you know that if this is their first time here or whatever, you need some kind of calming presence. And I can see Jawan Howard being that guy's like, hey man, listen job ain't done i i hear kobe right now job ain't done right <laughs> job, but it's true job done no all right job ain't done all right so again like like just the, the the upsets that we have going on uh you know breezes miami hurricanes you know they upset usc again i one of Ooh. my foolish picks <laughs> I, I i knew i should have taken miami because yeah, miami's been playing good ball to me that's one of those teams or that's one of those seedings where i'm looking at a 7-10 matchup but is Miami really a 10 seed? Are they really a 10 versus 7 in that matchup? Like, to me, that's that was a very even matchup. But seeding-wise, yeah. if you don't know those two teams, you're just thinking, I just dropped something. You're just thinking, oh, man, 7 versus 10, not knowing how good Miami has been all season. Like, that right. one, I should have known better. I think you picked with your heart instead of your mind. I did. Which is, which is fair, because I did the same thing. But... I've actually seen Miami beat a Duke. Mm -hmm. So I, I know they're capable of it, but I did the same thing and went with my heart. But Miami's the kind of team that could go on a s streaky runs. And they could go streaky in the opposite direction as well. It's just what team do you get on what particular day? 
And if it's the Miami team that we saw tonight against Auburn, they could be a threat. And I, that was just a case of me as well picking with my heart. I went against Miami, but they could they could make a run at this thing. Yeah, I mean one of the one of the really cool things about this Miami team is they're a little bit older. So Jim Laranega had kind of fallen into that weird middle ground of like one and duns versus veteran guys. And so when you look at this Miami team, they're actually pretty balanced, right? So they brought in Isaiah Wong, who was a transfer. You bring in a Charlie, a Charlie Moore, who was a transfer, Jordan Miller, um, a Cam Augusty. You know, Charlie Moore was at Kansas at one point. Right? I don't think a lot of people realize that, but you know, you're used to playing big boy ball so to speak you know what i mean they they went into duke and beat duke you know they battled with a really talented but maybe underperforming florida state team they battled against Notre dame so they're not going to be afraid of anybody they're a little bit older they're you know they're older college kids which is a plus <laughs> it is honest. you know they've seen a lot yeah you know what i mean so you're not going to throw some at them and they're going to fold they're like ah, hey, we, we kind of seen some of everything already so and they're gutsy they got a, a a big man in Sam Wardenberg who will stretch the floor. So if you got a traditional big, Sam Wardenberg is a is a challenge defensively because he actually wants to stand around the three line. So your big man, your big rim protector is now having to go out there. So now you can't protect the rim like you normally do. Maybe you can't rebound or normally do because your big isn't around the rim. And he's long and athletic enough to challenge defensively. So they're a tricky team to play, and if you can't be multiple, right, maybe you don't have a guy who can guard him to the perimeter, you know, you don't switch very well, you know, they can be a problem. If they get hot, I think I said it before we start recording, if this Miami team gets hot and their jumpers are falling, I think they can beat some anybody. I don't know I don't know how, how long they will be able to continue to sustain it. They dominated Auburn tonight. USC was a closer game. I don't know how much longer to go because they do go through dry spells too. And okay. that's why they were seated at 10 because they did that. But as long as they stay hot, they keep playing good, gritty basketball. Isaiah Wong keeps getting his. Charlie just makes big buckets. This is all he does. They keep doing that, then. So are y'all Final Four in still intact? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the, the million dollar question. <laughs> uh, I, I, I think my Final Four. Might still be intact. No, Illinois. Yeah, my, mine is still riding intact, with actually. you. Yeah. I was riding with you. You're Illinois. Let you down. Yeah, Kofi couldn't do nothing. I mean, nothing. I, I didn't even have him going that far. So don't, don't blame it on me. <laughs> was got drilled. I mean, it's the home of drill. Fifteen. What you want? I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. My the final is the only intact. one that let me down. And I'm, I should have. I should have learned my lesson. And I'm that they're just all a hype. I'm I'm glad that you brought that up. So Kentucky, Tennessee, Auburn, Bama, <laughs> LSU, gone. All right, get him out of Like like in all honesty, SEC. I, I know they won't do it because they're kids, quote unquote. But I kind of mm. want EJ and, and Charles and all of them to bring back the goat gone fishing boat. <laughs> right. <laughs> so all these SEC teams gone fishing. The only one left is Arkansas. Yeah, and this is yeah. the mighty, mighty SEC. Oh man, they're so they're so they're so tough. All they do is beat up on each other. Well, all they did was get beat up on. <laughs> it's just like in football in in the bowl season. Absolutely, they they beat up on each other during the regular season. 
they get in the bowl season and there's one or two that are elite and then everybody else ends up losing a bunch of games because yeah, it's easy to beat up on conference teams. Like when you get in conference play, you're familiar. You're fam- yes, yeah. absolutely. So you know that's why I put a lot of emphasis on out of conference games. What do you do out of conference against another talented team that you're not familiar with? You know what I mean? Or especially in a neutral site, right? You know, you get some of those those preseason tournaments where you're playing in Hawaii or. Mm-hmm. You're playing in Vegas or something like that. So you don't get the home court advantage where that stuff really, really matters, I think, in college. What did you do then? And if you looked at the SEC, they didn't do a whole lot. Yeah, right. They just didn't. So I'm not surprised to see them all getting knocked out. One SEC, SEC team still standing. I was told they had the best basketball this year. And it's mm. not the one that you expected. You would mm. expect Kentucky mm. to, to go all the way and represent the SEC. And what happened when Kentucky played an out-of-conference team in Duke beginning of the year? They lost. Yeah. So it's just all the hype for me. And you got to look at the talent outside of the hype. And I think around – you got the Big Ten. You got the ACC. As much as we didn't beat up on each other or pose a threat as far as record-wise, but when it comes March, you look at the ACC as with three teams showing up. SEC – they lost to St. Peter's. St. Peter's. So, it's just all a hype show over there for me. Yeah, it's a. Uh, I mean, all honest, I think, I think all of the losses so far have been to seeds that were ranked higher than them. If I'm not mistaken, right? Auburn lost to a lower seed. Bama lost to a lower seed. LSU lost to a lower seed. Kentucky lost to a lower seed, and Tennessee lost to a lower seed. But two of them were 11 sixes. <laughs> Tennessee lost to an 11. Kentucky lost up. to a 15 seed. Yeah. So, so again, it's. Auburn <laughs> lost to a 10. Yeah. Actually, wait. They're all double digits. <laughs> they're all double digit seeds. I love to see it. Oh, it's fantastic. Love it. Now, so 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 with with these teams moving on right now, the the lowest ranked teams I think are still moving on. We got Michigan. We got Iowa State. I want to ask you guys. Out of these two teams, which do you think this run is still sustainable? Because I'm going to give you a little bit here, which I think is, is, is to me, is very interesting. In, in, in both the wins for, for Iowa State, they've never shot better than 36%. Like, they're shooting. Their, their play has been terrible, right? Um, I think Tyrese Hunter, the freshman, he had, a, he had a really nice game that first game. Dropped 23 he was eleven for uh, seven for eleven from the three point line. That kid balled out of control. It was great, but they're not really shooting the ball well. It just so happens that they're just not the worst shooting team at the time, right? Michigan, however, um, Hunter Pixon, center, he's going for twenty four and ten every night. He's playing. He's playing well, and they're actually shooting above fifty percent from the field every game. Do you think that Iowa State is gonna? pretty much luck out this next round you think Michigan can still keep this run going what do y'all think I think Michigan can sustain it better than Iowa State like you said Iowa State they've just kind of the the, the universe has lined everything mm-hmm. up right for them but when you look at Michigan they actually have the talent they have just performed very they, they've been underwhelming this season you look at Hunter Hunter Dickerson the, the center for our Michigan he's averaging 20 and he, he, he could be a walking uh, double-double. Mm-hmm. And then this past game, you had four guys in double figure. Yep. So that's just not by accident. The talent is there. It's Michigan. 
And Jawan is going to coach the hell out of these guys. And he's been there before. Iowa State, they don't know what they're doing. Everything is just happening right now for them. But I think this Cinderella story comes to an end with them. Michigan, they could they could luck up and make it to an Elite Eight and maybe a Final Four. That's not far-fetched. I'm on the fence. I feel everything you just said. I'm on the fence, and the only reason I say that is because I feel like Michigan got a tougher matchup. Michigan's got to play Nova. Yeah. And Nova definitely knows what they're doing here. Yeah. Meanwhile, <laughs> Iowa State got a Miami team who we just admitted can slump. They can have a bad night. And here's the, 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 the spooky thing about Iowa State so far. They gave up 49 points to Wisconsin. They gave up 54 to LSU. You don't have to shoot good when, you, when you're holding teams under 60 points consistently. So if they can stifle a Miami offense who's got a couple scores, Isaiah Wong, I mentioned him, Cam Augusti, Charlie Moore, if they can stifle that offense, then they'll have every opportunity because they're making their name on defense. And, I mean, man, defense wins championships, right? Now, I, I don't – definitely don't think they have any chance of getting that deep but you know that that definitely means for something michigan though if i had to pick in terms of who i think is the better team or has a better chance if i'm removing the opponent give me michigan i think Jawan howard hasn't gotten the credit he deserves yeah they had a tough regular season but man this is a talented team and they're doing what they need to when it matters most it's not fluky right Mm -hmm. they're winning games they're beating teams and the thing, not to cut you off, but the thing I look to um, when it comes to this time of year is who who do I have on my team that can go get me a bucket? And I don't see that guy on Iowa State. Yeah. Michigan at least has two guys. That's true. No, that's true. Quick question. Do you guys foresee a little matchup between my boys and your boys coming up? I hope so. Kodak voice. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we, we we got a we got a couple games before we can get there. I know what Duke. You guys are playing uh, Texas Tech, and then we got a rematch with the Zags, probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you think Zags are gonna go ahead and do their thing against Arkansas? I think. So. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um. I mean, UNC. We. <laughs> We pulled off something against Baylor. There's no way. I, I think that we were kind of all texting each other in that game. <laughs> and UNC was trying their hardest. Good. They couldn't get the ball in bounds. To lose that game. <laughs> yeah. Like, they were trying. Like, like I, I think, Uncle, that you said, like, Roy was just sitting here like, hey, let me call the next play. Because <laughs> I don't know what y'all are doing right now. So, I mean, we got a little road ahead of us. We got to play UCLA. Um, and then I would assume that we're going to play Purdue. I mean, I got Purdue going all the way to the uh, Final Four, actually. So, they got to get through St. Pete first. I mean, they, uh, wait. Yeah, they got to get through St. Pete first. Not a road. I mean, hey, and, and all honesty, I think if UNC has to play that Purdue team, I, I like the run that they're making right now. I don't think they're going to get past Purdue. We'll see. But I would love to see, you know, in his last, in his last season, I would love to see Coach K have to see UNC one more time and it be in the tournament. What a run that would be if he had to he had to beat Michigan State, Izzo, he had to beat Gonzaga, one seed, and then you get a chance to to beat North Carolina. Yeah. For the the tie break, right? Because first game of the first game of the regular season, Duke, UNC, mm-hmm. Duke won. Big. Mm-hmm. Second game, UNC spoiled Coach K's big night. 
They didn't get the rematch in the ACC tournament. So to get that, yeah. and then you're probably facing, you know, who knows from the other side. I mean, you could mess around and be facing a Kansas, right? And then he gets Bill Self. Mm-hmm. You know I mean, that would be a crazy tournament run for Coach K in his last hoorah. Yeah. And for him, that, that would be a that would be a fitting way for obviously the greatest basketball, you know, college basketball coach to have to go through that gauntlet to get to a championship. That's that's, that's what storybook. I, yeah, that's what I was it. thinking. That's that's the way I wanted it to, it to end. I know you didn't care as much, but I didn't want it to end the way it did. Yeah, losing to Carolina. But if you get a chance to play him again, that's the way and beat him. That's the way I want it to end. For Carolina fans, I don't think that's the game y'all want because it's going to be a lot of emotions involved and those guys are going to be motivated. And I think Duke is the most talented team in the tournament, to be honest. We just don't think they have any dog in them or any fight. But they've been playing good basketball so far. So as as Carolina fans, I don't think that's a game you guys want. In a weird way, I'm the way that Carolina is playing ball right now, it's almost been like it's, it's... I think I've said it to y'all before, watching this Carolina team during the season has been frustrating because they do have a lot of talent. I think they have a lot of talent. I don't think it's the most talented North Carolina team I've seen, mm-hmm. but you see what happens when that talent plays well. I think I think our first game against Marquette, we had four uh, our four starters um, in double digits. They can play ball. Yeah. And I think if, if they start to build some momentum, if they can get past Purdue, I think that that matchup right there, if if Duke can get there and we meet in the Elite Eight, I think that's going to be a great game. It's going to be a classic. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. UNC is going to come down to that guard play. Mm-hmm. That's been the whole thing. Baycott's Baycott. Yeah. He's, no, he's, he's the same guy every night. Yeah, if, if Brady doesn't get kicked out for, <laughs> for throwing yeah, balls. Yeah, Manning with the cheap shot, suspend him for next game. But he you should see, be suspended. Stop it. For you throwing see how they won the last stop game, though. They, went, they, traveled, they funneled their offense through Baycott. Mm-hmm. Everything right. he touched the ball, it made all the decisions. But in that first half, RJ Davis goes off. Mm-hmm. Caleb Love all of a sudden realizes and he's R- a highly about saying, highly RJ's, rated recruit. RJ's so up and down. When, if, if, if he gets going, then I think that I feel like he's that spark plug for for UNC. That if he's going, I know Brady's gonna get his, and I know Baycott can get his when he wants to. I think that if he can get his, then UNC always has a shot. Mm-hmm. It's gonna come down. It's gonna come down to the guards. Manning is who he is. Baker who he is. If those guards continue to play like this, they're gonna be tough for anybody, mm. including Purdue. All right. So to close out uh, some some March Madness stuff, like I think you mentioned our, our Final Four. Is it still intact? Who do you guys? I, I I think you guys hadn't even set your brackets yet. Last time that we talked, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> no I so so, give me who your, your your final four was and who you actually have winning the, ch- the championship. Um, I got Gonzaga, Purdue, Arizona, and Auburn. Them bumps. So, <laughs> of course, all three outside of Auburn are still intact. Um, I still have uh, Gonzaga winning it. All right, who they playing in the final? Um, Would you I got him playing Arizona. Okay, give me the Zags. I went with I had Gonzaga, UCLA, Illinois, and Kansas. Man, you really did ride that wave, huh? No, I mean <laughs> I I did, and I'm looking at the running out to go. I, I'm gonna be honest with you, I'm not big on Arizona. I'm not. I, and I think I mentioned that before. Like you know, I watched a lot of college hoops this year, and uh, Arizona to me they were really really good, but I'm not like. Eh. My Florida, and I think I think Kansas is the most talented, most well-rounded team. 
McCormick on the inside, Abaje on the outside. They're a little bit older too. I'm big on Kansas. Uh, I usually hate Kansas because Paul Pierce went there, but <laughs> big on this Kansas team. I got Kansas beating Gonzaga for the championship. But honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if Gonzaga lost. Okay. So yeah, that's that's who I got. That's All who right. I got running winning at Kansas. So my final four, I'm almost like locked in step with Unc. I had Gonzaga Purdue and I had Zona in Kansas. Um so I actually had four uh, three number one seeds actually making it to the final four. I forced myself to not to to find ways to get the mm-hmm. one seeds out of there. I dig it. <laughs> that's, that's, I mean, it's, that's cool. And then I got Purdue and Zona for the for the championship with Zona winning it. Purdue and Zona, that'd be yeah. big. Hey, listen, Purdue has the size Edie who can challenge Drew Timmy on the inside for Gonzaga. Timmy. Timmy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I said it. Memphis gave Gonzaga trouble because they could match their length and athleticism around the paint. Purdue, that kid Edie is seven foot three or something like that. Mm-hmm. He will give Drew Timmy a problem. And I can if Purdue hangs on, they keep winning. I can see Purdue beating Gonzaga. I can see Duke beating them again. Same thing. That length. I, I, I actually have I actually have Duke losing to Gonzaga in the I next round. Because I don't think Mark, he's he's that guy to go head to head, toe to toe with Timmy. He did it. He did it once, but you also have Chet. Two Chet big- stands around the three line. Paolo, Paolo bullied him last time. And that's the that, I did pick Gonzaga to win, but if I'm looking at it the way like Paolo played today. He's like, look, I'm bigger, I'm stronger, I'm better. Well, that's not consistent. He, Paolo, he he came out and wanted to win that game. Now, if he shows up and, and is aggressive, then I'm taking Duke. But I just I just haven't seen that all year, and I watched a lot of Duke basketball this year. And he shied away from moments where he needed to take the game over. Yeah. I mean, and, if, if, if and, ever and, there's a time to do it, now is it, right? And did you see the Gonzaga game last night where Timmy just he, – he hit like eight shots in a row. He couldn't miss oh, yeah. at one point. So, oh, yeah. He even hit a three. And I'm like, all right. He's got that dog mentality. And me and you talked about it. Nobody on Duke is a dog. No. <laughs> so, I, 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 I got to go with the Zags. I think they were frustrated. I did pick Gonzaga, but I, I do think – which is why Duke was able to beat them early in the year. Mark Williams' length being 7-1 – was able to to give Drew Timmy fits, and then Theo John coming off the bench was physical enough and made him work. So I think they have a chance, but I did pick Gonzaga to beat him. Okay, all right. Well, we'll have uh, what one more show, two more shows, I guess, before the championship game. Championship uh, championship game, open mouth say things. It's not until April fourth, so we'll see what it do. Well, all yeah. right, so let's take a little break. Uh, we'll come back and we'll talk a little NFL action. True. Cool. 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 When you've been injured, you deserve help from an attorney that knows how to handle your injury claim. This is attorney Clinton Paris from the law office of Clinton Paris. For over a decade, I worked for insurance companies, and now I use that knowledge and experience to help people that have been injured. For a free consultation, call me, Attorney Clinton Paris, at 813-413-7924. That's 813-413-7924 or at parislawoffice.com. At the Law Office of Clinton Paris, we take the pain out of being hurt. Offices, Riverview. The Red Lady Rum Punch is Tampa Bay's Rum Punch, a premium blend of rum with island fruit juice and natural flavor. Perfect for any occasion, including just sipping on the beach. To find it near you, visit theredladyrumpunch.com. Shake well and please drink responsibly. 
Can we do like the old NFL music? Can we switch out the music? Can you say that before, right now? Nah, I'm saying moving forward, not tonight. What's the old NFL music? Dum, 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 dum. <laughs> you know those. <laughs> I'll, I'll send it to you. Like the NFL films? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I know what you're talking about. I'm not gonna edit this out. <laughs> oh, we're, we're, we're recording. We're recording. Seriously. <laughs> you know what I meant. Something wrong with y'all, man. Were you actually recording? <laughs> yes. Oh, y'all know what I meant. <laughs> one of the things that I, I truly love. We're here. We're here. But one of the things I truly <laughs> love about this show, man, <laughs> is that I, I I genuinely love being around you guys and doing this. It's not fake, man. It's <laughs> not fake at all. Oh man, like with your eighties <laughs> glasses on. Man, listen, don't listen. My poncherellos are nice, man. All right, Eric Clapton. Pumpy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anybody's called me Pumpy since like eighty nine. So stupid, man. y'all are stupid. Oh man, right. fellas, NFL man, it, it, it's it's honestly like the gift that keeps on giving at this point. I know, like, like, like we had, <clears throat> you know, we had the Cooley High, you know, boys to men moment at the end of the season because, you know, life sucks until NFL action comes back in. Pretty much. But, Go back. Sorry. By the way, Let just in case out. anybody hadn't heard, Tom Brady is back. Okay. Thank Been you. Been on the rock. Um, but there's also some other quarterback movement. Not Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> Deshaun's free. Oh, I thought you were talking about Baker Mayfield. Uh, no, no, got no, evicted. No, no, no he didn't get evicted. <laughs> Those commercials Which, are going to age terribly. I better not terribly. see another commercial. Those commercials are going to so, age terribly. But so sorry, I, I actually have some things to to mention about that too. But Deshaun is out of Houston. He's not out of trouble, but he is out of Houston. Deshaun Watson got traded <clears throat> from the Houston Texans to the Cleveland Browns. The Texans received a first round pick in twenty twenty two. 2023 and 2024 they also received a third round pick for 23 and a fourth round pick for 24 while the browns got deshaun watson and a fifth round pick in 2024 to me the return is very interesting um i mean obviously three straight first round picks is 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 a lot um i think for a player of that caliber it's, it's not crazy um i think that his availability makes that number a little interesting but to me it's the contract extension that he got yeah and that man got 230 million dollars guaranteed i guarantee man <laughs> like it's 90 million dollars more than what pat mahomes was guaranteed wow it's insane 
That's crazy money. Yeah, like it's insane money. And again, considering that, I don't think that Deshaun is going to be available for the first eight games of this season. You think you think it'll be eight? I don't think I don't think he's going to be back until midway through the season. Me personally, I I, I mean that's, I, I don't know. I don't have any you know inside information. R.I.P. to John was it John Clayton. Yeah, John Clayton. Yeah, John yeah, Clayton. yeah R.I.P. So I don't have any information, but I'd be surprised if he's back. So I get I get what Cleveland is doing. They're looking towards the future, but that's a that's a lot of money to give. I get it too because Cleveland they've never actually drafted a good quarterback. They've that they've stuck with. So if you get a chance to get a generational type quarterback, why not? Throw the back at him. Mm-hmm. It, it just has to work. Because <laughs> if it doesn't, it sets you back years. Because you, you've given up essentially everything. Yep. But I do think that Deshaun will have the the pieces around him. It's a, it's a really good offensive line he's going to be behind. He's got the best running back in the in the game. Or one of the best, I should say. Um, Amari Cooper is still serviceable. And... This draft, you not did they trade trade away their first round this year? Yeah, so yeah, so this year, next year, and so yeah, the next still, three years. You, you can find a, a solid receiver in the draft to go across from Amari Cooper. So the offense won't be terrible. So I think it's a, it's a it's a gamble, but it's a gamble that they had to make, and I, I'm I'm okay with it. I don't think it's that much of a gamble. We're talking about when healthy, a top five quarterback in this league. In the in the in today's NFL, if you can have a top five quarterback in what has become an arms race, you you give up whatever it requires to get him. I'm in my it, opinion, I'm saying it's a gamble because of how much you gave up to get him. He could Worth still it. he could still be a Pro Bowl quarterback, and you're still losing games, but you don't have those picks to. But it won't let's, be. Let's it say you be losing games him, because of though. a corner. You can't go get a corner in the first round because you don't have those picks. So, so here's the gamble. other thing. I think the Rams have made people think differently about draft picks. The Rams are like, you know what? We'll trade them. Don't care. Get rid of them. What they do? Win a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And on this show, I asked if they win a Super Bowl, is it worth it? And we all agreed that it was. Mm-hmm. So if the Browns go on to win a Super Bowl, which I have a question for you guys in relation to the Browns. I may have asked already through the chat, but I'd love to do it on the show. If they were to win a Super Bowl, nobody looks back and says, eh, I don't know if I would. Right. No. Right. I mean, listen, if you can have a quarterback to the level of a Deshaun Watson who makes your passing game better, he makes your running game better. <laughs> and you've already got Nick Chubb. You've already got an offensive line that has produced one of the best running units mm-hmm. consecutively. Mm-hmm. Year after year, Amari Cooper's decent enough. David Njoku at tight end. If, if the Somebody said, if the Browns can't win now, it's just the organization, man. It, it, yeah. Because Deshaun Watson is everything people want a quarterback to be, in my opinion. So the only thing about that, and <clears throat> like I'm, I'm, I'm with you on the comparison until – the Rams were a quarterback away from winning a Super Bowl already. They'd already been to a Super Bowl with, with Jared Goff, right? They got yeah. the talent. They had the defense. They were a Super Bowl away, I mean, a quarterback away from actually winning the Super Bowl. I can't necessarily say that right now about the Browns. And 
on top of that, when Matt Stafford got traded to the Rams, okay, the best uh, the best quarterbacks in the league, you had to go through Rodgers, you had to go through Brady, right? Right. <laughs> right now, Deshaun has to now go through Joe Burrow, <laughs> Pat Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Jared, uh, Josh Allen, Russell Wilson, and uh, Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert. Did you see the Did you see the video I posted on the Instagram where it's like Royal Rumble in the in the AFC? Yeah, I mean yeah. that's essentially what it is. So so right now the the only the only thing that 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 makes that comparison different is the Rams were again a Deshaun Watson away from winning a Super Bowl. The Browns aren't Deshaun Watson away from me right now to winning a Super Bowl. They haven't I, even gotten to an NFC Championship or the playoffs. I I think they. I think he makes that much of a difference. And I could be I could be giving him a whole lot. I'm a big Deshaun Watson fan. I have been since he was at Clemson. He's he's great. He's a Deshaun really Watson is great. And, and that list of names you just named off, maybe one guy's better than him in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Maybe Pat. But all as, as good as Joe is, as good as Herbert is, as good as Josh Allen is, mm-hmm. love L Jack. Huge Lamarvelous fan. Y'all know I'm a huge I I will Put Lamar Jackson over a lot of folks, and I will, I will, you know, beat that drum. Deshaun Watson is that guy. I get it, but and he's he's been stuck in a terrible situation. Mm-hmm. And let's not let's also remember the Browns got a good defense. I was just yes, gonna go there. They yes, still got Miles Garrett. Let's remember they got a good defense too. So it's not yeah. like he's walking into another Texan situation. They're not. But again, out of Browns, I, in my opinion, they had everything except a quarterback. Mm-hmm. And I, and now he will. Elevate because not this past season, season before they made it to what second round of playoffs. Mm-hmm. Mm, I got you. probably not win a couple more games. I hear you. I, I, and I guess for me, I'm, I'm sorry. Like I guess for me, the only thing is off that list, you have two Super Bowl champions and one guy who's just coming off of a Super Bowl appearance, and one guy who was in an AFC championship in Josh Allen. Like these, those teams are. Poised right now and ready to win a ship. I think I, I think you could argue um, that the Browns have a better team than the Bills just by plugging in Deshaun Watson. Because look at the running game. The Bills they still don't have a running game. Right. Yeah. No. Take away Stephon Diggs. Who else are you throwing to? You you you're not re-signing uh, Cole Beasley. Right. So <laughs> take away Josh. Do you have no running game? Right. So. Yeah. You got the running game, uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones. He's not a bad receiver. Uh, David Njoku, he's not a bad tight end. Amari, whenever he feels like playing football, he's a good receiver. And you got Greg Newsom at corner and uh, Ward at the other corner. Brady Williams was decent last year. Yeah, they got a solid defense. You you signed John Jones in the free agency at safety. Didn't they get joke? Didn't they drive joke? Last year, year before, the linebacker from Notre Dame. Yes, mm-hmm. they got a they, man. That's and a they're good young. team in Cleveland. Yeah, so yeah. you plug in somebody head and shoulders better than Baker Mayfield, and you might see a different team this year because they almost made it to the conference championship. What two years ago? Two years ago. So, hey, again, I'm and you guys are one hundred percent right, and all those points are are super valid. Again, I look at it as the AFC is very, very tough. And what the Rams did and pretty much, you know, the GM, the GM saying F them picks, <laughs> right? But they had already taken that same team to a Super Bowl already with a lesser quarterback, right? Yeah. So now all of a sudden you have to go through a KC team that I think got better, 
They got Juju. I think now if if you know we talked about it through through text, I think the Bills got a little bit better on defense. They still haven't addressed their their running back problem. I, I think have, the, yeah. I think the Broncos got better. The Raiders have gotten better. We'll the talk. Broncos about Broncos got way better. Right. I think the Raiders are actually the best team over there right now. What's well, KC didn't get better over oh, Broncos. Yes, KC didn't get K- better. KC did get better on defense. Did they? Oh no, defense. No, not on they, defense. They're not re-signing Tyron Matthews and Sorensen is still there. <laughs> so <laughs> they got better on offense. Did you have to get better on offense? Honestly, I, no. I don't know what your model in, is? In, in, uh, yeah, about saying in in their mind, you know what? Fine, we might give up fifty, but we're gonna score fifty-five. Right. Sure. So so at that point, you know, Deshaun can't play defense. So yeah. you're so you're hoping that defense can stop. Since uh can stop uh KC, but have they? Denver's gonna be a problem. Denver's gonna be a problem. Ray's gonna be a problem. And again, we haven't even talked about Cincinnati. Cincinnati's still there, and all they're doing is signing linemen. So 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 at that, <laughs> up that old line, right? And so at that, that at that O-line. point, Cleveland still got to beat Cincinnati just to get out that that division. So you're not gonna no. say it. We've said Cleveland multiple times. Cleveland, <laughs> this is for you. You do it every time. You actually do. I'm sorry. My apologies. This is cool because I was actually waiting to talk bad about Cleveland the minute you did it, but it's it's cool. <laughs> it's nothing bad to talk about. They they've huh? done a great. Jo- no, 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 this this this, no, this off season. I'm just saying football. There's nothing bad to talk about Cleveland this off season. Ah, they they did a good. <laughs> you think Cleveland's cool? Cleveland's not cool. They made the right moves in the off season this year. I'm I'm just saying like, no. You ever heard about anybody want a vacation in Cleveland? You guys are taking it in the wrong direction. There's no you guys. I'm talking about football. Somebody has a thing with Cleveland. I'm just. I mean, you think Cleveland's cool? <laughs> Not what I said. Football man. moves. You sign Amari Cooper and Deshaun Watson. That's a good move. <laughs> That's solid for Cleveland. All right. I hate Joakim Noah. You shouldn't though. I do. One of the Shamesville. One of the few Gators that I actually like. Nah. I can't help it. All right, so so overall, listen, I'm 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 excited to see it. I'm excited to see the Browns and Bengals. I've never thought I'd say that ever. Hey, I'm I know, ex- right? I'm excited to watch that that game, like Joe Burrow versus Deshaun Watson, twice for how many years going forward? Don't sleep yeah. on them Raiders. <laughs> yeah, Derek Carr's still the quarterback, Mister Mid. They went and got Chandler Jones, who's the best pass rusher rusher in the uh, free agency, oh, and and the best wait, pass. Hold catcher. on, didn't they? Did the Raiders get somebody else just recently? Yeah, Devontae Adams. Oh, right. The Raiders traded for Devontae Adams. Yeah, Ooh, they still got, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they still got Derek Carr at quarterback, though. You know it's what? Fine. At that point, is it? He's throwing to somebody that's open. You can't miss that. Quote unquote, fine. Yeah. Okay. So he didn't have a bad season. He's just mid. He didn't. He yeah. also wasn't really throwing to anybody either outside of Darren Hunter. Waller. Third and Renfro. Third Darren and Waller. Th- his tight end. And third and Renfro. Uh, Darren Waller's that dude, though. I, I get it, but I- anytime we talk about a team that only has a tight end as your main target, we're like, yeah, it's not really that great. No, you're right. So they got the best receiver in the game. They traded a uh, the first round and second round pick for this draft to get him, which. Sure. Take it. Do what you got. Do what you got to do. You can have it for Devontae Adams. Where do you guys project the Raiders to now be? I mean, they they made the playoffs this year. Where do you now project them to be with these moves? Because they they got 
exponentially better on offense. Wild card at best. Ouch. <laughs> wow. Good grief. They're still not beating Kansas City. I think they're fighting for a division championship. They're, I don't think they're beating Kansas they, City. They, I don't they, think they'd be better than Denver. They went ahead and re-signed Crosby, who was one of the top pass rushers in the league and got the top pass rusher in the free agency, the best pass catcher, along with third in Renfro, who had a over 1,000 yards receiving. Waller, who's the top five tight end, and you still got Jacobs, Jacobs in the backfield. Yeah. So, they, come on, you can't, you, can't, you can't. Okay. Give me Denver. Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. And Jerry, Jerry Jude, Judy. who's not proven. Cortland Sutton. Who's not proven. Where do the Cortland Raiders? Cortland Sutton's not proven? Hold on, Breeze. He's not an all-pro. Breeze, where, where do the Raiders finish in the AFC West? They haven't had a quarterback either. Raiders? Yeah. Third. Between, behind Kansas City will still win that division. <clears throat> and Broncos will come in second. Derek, at the quarterback will still be your most important position, mm-hmm. and at, they have the third best quarterback at best. We just said Jared Goff they led the, the Rams. Quarter, they have the fourth best quarterback. They had, they had a phenomenal defense, and they had Sean McVay. The Raiders don't have Sean McVay calling their plays, but they have Devontae Adams. They don't have Sean McVay. <laughs> All right. Sean, Sean McVay makes a huge difference for what the Rams were able to do. He schemed around Sean. He schemed Sean around McVay Jared Goff. Wasn't out there running routes. Devontae Adams is open. <laughs> you have to scheme. You still have to scheme stuff up. You don't scheme nothing up for Devontae Adams. Just beat your man on the slant. Beat okay. your man on this go route. Okay. And, and they played together in college. So the chemistry is there. It's not like he's building the chemistry with a new guy. Third in the division. Mm. I hear you. All right. I mean, let's, let's, let's hear, put, let's put that in the here first. Yeah, we'll, we'll come. We'll, we'll revisit that. Like somebody put a star, a little asterisk by episode 63. Bring it back. <gasps> Wait a minute. What? Oh, no. Never mind, I thought I had something. I thought I had a stat that actually had an asterisk by it, but that was 62, Roger Mayers. Never mind. Oh. Right. What was the stat? Okay. Well, 61. Like, 61 was him beating Babe Ruth's home run record. No? Roger Mayers? No. Sure. All right, so more NFL <laughs> news. <laughs> the Rams, I think, uh, they lost a few things on defense. Maybe yeah. one thing. Traded away Robert Woods to the Titans. Wait, what? Did you? Did I miss that? Yeah, you did. Yeah, you missed that. Apparently. Oh, that's surprising. However, they were going to move the needle. They replaced him, however, with Allen Robinson. So cool. And then they re-signed, or they or they gave uh, Matt Stafford a contract extension, four years for one hundred sixty million, one hundred thirty-five guaranteed. At the end of this contract, he'll be thirty-eight. I think that's still good money. Um, even at thirty-eight, I still think Matt Stafford keeps that team. Very competitive for a couple more years to try to get Super Bowls. Yeah, I'm with you. To what Breeze just said, you got McVay. <laughs> McVay's gonna put him in position. Allen Robinson across from Man. Cooper Cup, and they're still and talking still about bringing Van back Jefferson, and they're still talking about bringing back OBJ possibly. So and people sleeping on Allen Robinson like he's not that guy, and he he, he Allen Robinson is Listen, tough. Yeah. I sent you. I sent you guys that text <laughs> this week. I, I hated to see Allen Robinson go. I wanted Chicago just to go ahead and throw money at him because the Bears need somebody to get the ball from from Justin Fields, and that man has had nobody at quarterback, like absolutely nobody. This is a perfect situation. Yeah, I I it's feel a like great Weezer song. No, perfect situation. In the perfect situation, 
Never mind. Is that, is that the first <laughs> Weezer album? No, it's not from their first album. And what, what, what album is that from? What genre are we talking about? Weezer? It's Weezer? Rock. It's rock. It's almost like alternative rock, like yeah, soft cool. rock almost. I'm not going to soft rock. Instrumental of the week? I don't know what y'all talking about. Anywho. Perfect Situation is one of their like biggest songs. Weezer's been around. They've been like yeah, around for like 30 my, years. It's not my favorite Weezer song, but cool. I mean, it's up there, though. That's fine. Perfect Situation, Buddy Holly. <laughs> Say it ain't so. All right, that's my jam. Anyway, put that in my notes. Yeah, you should. Yeah, Weezer, really good group. All right, one last thing. Uh, Julio was no longer serving Scampi in Tennessee. <laughs> and Julio served as Scampi. There has been some thoughts and some rumors floating around that yeah. uh, the goat is actively recruiting to get Julio to come down here to the Bay Area. I want my resident Bucks fans to give me a little insight on that. How is he going to fit into the, this offense? I think well, <laughs> well, with Tom, I don't with Tom, understand hold the on. question. With Tom Brady throwing him the ball instead of Tanner Mid? No, I mean, I, I just think we're good. We're good, huh? Who's your second receiver? Chris Godwin. Is he? When's he coming back? Uh, he'll be back. He'll be back at the beginning of the season. Yes. Yeah. Mike Evans still there? We just signed. Uh, Gage from out at Atlanta, who's a, who's a good slot receiver, who's better than he's not better than Julio based off of his past years, but can, we don't need Julio in this offense. Can, can don't I, overcomplicate wait, this wait, thing. Wait, wait, wait. Can I give you guys like a real quick thought? When I first heard that rumor, the first thing I thought of was Tom Brady and Randy Moss. I don't know if it's, it's going to be the same. No, no. It's not the same. I'm not saying going that far where all of a sudden Julio just goes for, you know, 25, 28 touchdowns in a season. But Randy was dead in Oakland. And Julio has been dead in Tennessee. Julio won't be, be featured in this offense. There's two guys that's featured, and that's Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. Everybody else gets the leftovers. That's why I'm, that's why I'm saying I'm gonna how, how does he fit in? I'm going to disagree simply it's because clear. of what Antonio Brown was able to do. Antonio Brown wasn't getting leftovers. So are you starting being... him over Gage? Yes. Yeah. So why did you sign Gage? Because you didn't know that Because you didn't know you would be able Julio. to get Julio. Right. So the fact that now we can get Julio. So now, because here's the worst case, you got four guys who can win one-on-ones. Mike Evans beating one-on-one. Chris Godwin is beating one-on-one. And really, we play Chris Godwin in the slot anyway. Russell Gage is not an outside receiver. Julio Jones can play that outside receiver. Now Chris Godwin's everywhere. And Russell Gage is that fourth guy. Is like, oh, by the way, yeah, guard him too. Why not? I, I see no reason not to do it. He, he can't demand a bunch of money. I'm sure he's going to be willing to take a, a, a cheaper contract just to have a chance to go play for a championship because he's never won one, 28-3. And Len ain't been right since. So... <laughs> Yeah. It's a no-brainer to me. I absolutely go hire, a, go get a Julio because even if he's not healthy, even if he can't really play to the level you expect Julio to play, you got Gage. Eh, we yeah. don't need you. It's not if, a need for him to come and be the Julio of old. Yeah, and if at that point, I just if, stay away from it. Man. I don't. I don't see the what, like. What would be the negatives to it? Yeah, what's the problem with you stacking the deck right now? Especially like like like. Considering what the Rams are doing, we need to stack the deck. And in the best case scenario, if you guys <laughs> can bring back Rob. And now all of a sudden you have Rob, Julio, Evans, Godwin, and Gage. You're, you're completely stacking the deck. At that and point, goat, you're saying, hey, Tom, we're giving you weapons. Just do whatever it is you do. Okay, I'm okay with signing him, but I'm not starting him over Gage. 
Interesting. Uh, so who's who's playing on the outside opposite Mike Evans? Chris Godwin's. Chris plays in the slot. He could play outside. He can, but we wow. play him in the slot a lot. Uh, Gage is the better slot receiver. So you're no longer playing Chris in the slot, so you can play Gage in the slot. Yes. You think he's that good? But I, I'm not saying we won't. We will just completely dismiss the fact that Chris Godwin can play in the slot. He'll play in the slot. In situations like you said, so in those situations, who's on the outside? Russell Gage. Yes. Can I just yeah. ask an we, honest we, question? We've saw we we we've seen passes where Russell Gage has one jump ball situations on the outside. I mean, I've seen it. Yes, he can and do it, it, and he's he's a twenty six. And here's my other thing: Julio Jones is going to be a better blocker on the outside than a Russell Gage. And what the the, the wide receiver screens that we run? Yeah, give me Julio. Yeah, give me give me that can, eight days a week. Can I, like, so honest question: Do you guys feel like the Bucks signing of Russell Gage is an insurance policy for Chris Godwin? No, no. I think we hired Russell Gage with the intention of him being wide receiver three, okay. and now Julio's just available. And it's like, well, but but Russell you don't say no. But Russell's role was primarily slot, wasn't it? Yeah. So Chris can play on the outside. To Unk's point, no, Chris can play everywhere. I know he can, but he thrived in the slot. Yeah, I think we signed Russell Gage because Tyler Johnson didn't live up to what we thought he could be. So he, he's he's very talented, but he didn't. He had alligator arms so at times. He we needed a shorthanded catcher because Brady don't need superstars. He just needs guys to be in spots and catch the ball. Right. So so if you could rep, if you could replace him with a Julio Jones and put Tyler and put whoever in the slot at that point. Why wouldn't you? Maybe I'm having recency bias because the Julio I saw last year isn't the Julio that I know from Atlanta. So if I'm getting the Julio from Tennessee, I don't want that. Who played with Tanner Mid? It doesn't matter. Like it has to matter for something to me. All right. And in a in a run first offense. The offense is not tailored to get the pass catchers the ball. And Tanner's mid. He's playing with the goat right now. Like that's it's I, I can't compare we, Tennessee we, to we, this. We can't Bucks disregard team. the fact that Julio was, was getting locked up too. Now you can't just blame it on Tanner mid the whole time. Again, but he's in a completely different situation now. Defenses have to worry about Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, potentially also Russell Gage. Oh, and then Julio. And yeah, yeah. Give give me that. Potentially, is Gronk coming back? More it's than a lot, I would assume so, I but I don't so. see any negatives to it. I don't think he's a, he's not a bad locker room guy. I don't think he is going to come in and be a prima donna. I don't see any negatives to doing. He's not going to demand a bunch of money, so I'm like, why not do it? Sign him to a two year deal. Yeah. The second year is an option. And let me go on a chip. And let me clarify again, like like when I when I said that the first thing I thought about was what Randy Moss was when he came back to when he went to New England. It's just that that idea of playing that caliber of a player. Playing with Tom Brady with the chance of winning a championship, I feel like you could see Julio Jones now completely make you forget about what he was in Tennessee. Because again, I don't think about what what Randy Moss was in Oakland. Like the only you, reason like I you remember thought, he you thought there. Randy was you thought Randy was done at that point. Yeah, and then all of a sudden he comes to New England and it's like, oh my god. By the way, I'm Randy Moss again. Yeah, Randy Moss is my greatest receiver ever. So yeah. I, yes, I'm not going to compare him to Julio, but I get what you're saying. That that kind of talent, we could we could give him a pass playing in Tennessee. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I'm not against it, but it's like I'm okay with 
I'm Russell Gage. I'm actually pissed off at myself for having this conversation with y'all because, like, I really wanted you guys to suffer this year. And we're not. <laughs> Eat my shorts. <laughs> Whatever. Fellas, I, I think uh, that, that, well, and there it is. I completely understand the, the questions that, that are going to come. I just want to ask you one question. I know that these questions could go on and on each and every day. I just want to ask you one question. Is that a real question? What, what you want me to say to I that? I just want to ask you one question. Why you got to be so negative? I didn't think about that. I don't know. Stupid ass question. I just want to ask you. Well, that's a great question. One question. So it's simple this week. Who's winning the MVP in the NBA? MVB. MVB. Joel MVB. Not the Joker. Did you did you did you come up with that on your own? Or? Oh, I've been yeah, I've been saying it for like a month. Have you? Yeah, Joel MVB. The media is trying to sell the Joker to stop it. He was the he's stop he's no been. no no <laughs> I'm, no don't do that. Wait. That reminds me, I didn't get a chance to go off on Tom Izzo. Go ahead. Earlier. Take the time. Damn it. Bum. <laughs> Overrated. He's Jim Overrated. Beheim. He's Jim Beheim. All right, there you go. Tom Izzo's overrated, man. He's not. Literally, Coach K, Roy Williams, they own him. He's that's good. Not, that's not saying. That's not saying anything. Good, not great. Stop putting him in the conversation of the Coach K's, the Bill Selves, the Calipari's. They reference him as a legend. Oh, today. my goodness. I hate it. He's, he's not. He's good, not great. Stop it. Because How many he, chips does he have? Because he went years of only recruiting Michigan. I don't care. Why would, you, why would you limit yourself in getting good talent? That's stupid. You know how many championships Bill Self has won? How much? Don't care. All you need is that one. Don't saying you're, you're comparing him to listen if you compare how many cha- championships does jerry west have jerry yeah the logo yeah one he's one. been to how many six like 85 so hey elgin baylor had injury issues if elgin right. stays healthy <laughs> we get more right. chips sure. Sure, sure 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 we would have more chips than the sure. celtics right now back to the question at hand <laughs> tom Izzo's a bum Coach K and Duke knocked him out. That's the question. Joel Embiid will win. Joel MVP. He will win the MVP. Yeah, the Joker, that was the weakest MVP last year. Why are they hyping him up this year? Because they feel like they have to for some reason. Who? It's so weird. The media. Yeah. Hyping up Joker? Yeah. Yeah. Are they? They, they, He's in the front run for the MVP. I I don't see how just because he's the reigning MVP. I mean, he's really good. He does really, really good. Yeah, he puts up ridiculous numbers, and I think he would do that anywhere. It's almost like, I don't know if people think that he's doing that, oh, because he's in Denver. He does that against everybody. It's not like this some weird Kevin Love effect where he's just putting up stupid numbers because he's the only option in Minnesota, and then he comes somewhere and he's not that guy anymore. Like, Joker's really, really good. I think I think Embiid's season is better. Joel, Joel is averaging... 29.9, 30 points a game. What are yeah. we talking about? Yeah. 30 points a game? Like, as a big? What? What are we, what are we doing? It's racism. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, man. Joel MVB, man. I've been saying it for at least a month. Told, I mean, looking at his stats, man, he's putting up 30 points a game, 11 rebounds, 
forces steal blocking a hat. Like, come on, what are, huh. what are we what are we doing, man? No, no, no. Nah, yeah, stats are nuts. He, he should is. He should be MVP. That's that was that was actually really easy. Yeah, all right. I'm actually surprised. I'm I'm, well, I'm not disappointed. Let me you, shout my guy out there. Shout out to the goat, the goat, Jordan. Goat, what? goat, James. no, his goat, his goat. Oh, your goat. Okay. Made it to the second second spot all time scoring. Yeah, he, sh- he should he should make it to the top of the list next year if he's healthy. Yeah, sure, I'm cool with that. Fine with it. It's not Got something you do every day. Shout it's, out to Go it's, James. It's not. Again, I I really hope that people appreciate what they're watching, and I don't think people will until he's gone. That's, I mean, that's shame on them. We do. But. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, that's that's shame on them. If you can't appreciate what LeBron James has done year after year for 19 seasons, I rem- I think I remember a long time ago having a, qu- a conversation, like maybe with you, 12, and I said that I want to see what happens when LeBron James can't depend anymore on his like just sheer natural God-given athleticism. And then like a few years later, I was like, but I don't know if that's ever going to go away. It's not going to happen. It's not. It's we, not going to happen. He's still physically dominant. Yeah. Like, I, I, w- I was having a conversation with the rabbit today, and I feel like, I don't know if this is a weird comparison, but in a weird way, I feel like LeBron James is what Bo Jackson would have been if he never got hurt. Agreed. Right? Like, yeah. I asked her, I'm like, how many seasons do you think Bo Jackson played? And she was like, he played like nine, ten. I'm like, he played no. four. Yeah. He only played four years in the NFL and he never played more than I think eight or nine games a season. Was it a full four? I thought no. it was like three and three and some. No, it was four seasons. Is four, he a Hall of Famer? No, not four. Like Right, it, it wasn't four full seasons. Yeah, his con his his MLB contract stated that football was his hobby, his off season <laughs> hobby. So he would finish MLB season and then go to the Raiders. No post, no preseason, no training camp, no nothing. Mm-hmm. Just go from baseball and play football. And he also didn't work out. He never he ain't lived. freak. No, he just got on the football Ooh, he field. He didn't lift, and he only played four seasons. Again, I think each season he never played more than maybe eight games. And for whatever reason, we have this image of what Bo Jackson was. Not an image, it's a fact. He was dominant. No, but I mean, but the but the perception that he played, you know, oh, gotcha. maybe six or seven years. I thought or he something. played more than four. To be honest, no, he was just so dominant in yeah. the. In Is he those a Hall seasons? of Famer? No. Nah, no, Bo is not in the, in the hall. So, <laughs> so again, just like seasons. that weird freakish athleticism is like LeBron James. That's just the basketball version of Bo Jackson to me. And it's like he's never gotten hurt until what last season you started seeing like significant injuries. This is why I don't want to have a goat conversation. I just want to appreciate it because we're not going to. No one's going to agree on the goat conversation yeah. anymore. So just appreciate it. I wish I would have seen Kareem. Absolutely. I didn't see it, so I'm gonna be honest with you. I struggle to fully appreciate it because I'm a Lakers fan first, and we stink. It's so hard. It's such a challenge for me. Like I'm watching. I'm like, oh, Bron's getting off. We lost to the Raptors. Oh, Bron's getting off. We lost to the Suns. Oh man, Bron, yeah, thirty. Lost to the, the the Blazers. It's 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 so hard for me. I get it. I almost wish he wasn't a Laker. So I really could appreciate it. Like, I didn't appreciate Kobe the way I should have. I'm you know, full disclosure. I was so frustrated at times, like with the team or him taking bad shots, and he he'd make a third of them. 
but there was nobody else to give the ball to, so he kind of had to take him. Like I didn't appreciate him as much as I probably should have, and I kind of feel like I'm I'm there with LeBron. Like I'm struggling to really appreciate what he's doing because the team is so bad. They're so bad. I mean, not to keep. I know we got to finish the show, but not to keep going on. But we never appreciate goats unless they're winning. Because I don't think nobody appreciates Randy Moss as much. If he was somewhere else, he, he didn't win. If he was somewhere else, like. Kevin Durant has not won anything outside of Golden State. Right. And I watched Kevin Durant. I'm like, man, Kevin Durant went off. And I'm like, oh, well, so-and-so is the reason why they lost him. Or so-and-so just, you know, it was their year or whatever. But I'm a Laker fan first. So Lakers winning and losing, to me, matters more than everything else. So, yeah, Braun can go out for 60. If we lose, I'm still frustrated. So I feel like I'm kind of being gypped. Mm. Of being able to just enjoy what he's doing because I am attached to the team first and foremost, and they're losing games, so I'm almost kind of like, man, like I, it's this weird thing. Like it's every time wash. I'm watching, yeah, like every time I'm watching, I'm like, oh man, look, look, LeBron go off, but we lost, and then we lose. Yeah, you know what I mean. And then he gets frustrated, and then you know, then I'm nitpicking at him, and it's like. I, get I feel it. like I'm being <clears throat> slighted almost. I get it. I, I, I guess in a weird way, again, like, like, like you guys get the privilege of watching or having Tom Brady. And, you know, I think you appreciated Tom before he came to Tampa. You appreciated Tom before he came to Tampa. And there's no reason to hate watching what he's doing. Like he's he's winning so people dislike him and not appreciate his greatness. Yeah. So now like you're watching him, they're not winning and you can't appreciate their greatness. Like at some point you have to. You're never gonna get these things again. I think it just happens. Like with you're every never goal, gonna get LeBron never, James We don't again. notice it. Yeah, like you're you're never gonna see that again. I'm like, sure people hated on Jordan while he was winning. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, so yeah, it just happens, and then we look back at it and like we were there. <laughs> hey man. So whatever. Yeah. <laughs> hey, savor the moment. What what I tell you at the beginning, Joe Madden. Don't let the pressure exceed the pleasure. It's true. Hey man. Good one. It's a great way to end it. Fellas, episode 6-3. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the man to my left is on shade. Yeah. The man to my right is Bree. Yeah. And we gone. <laughs>